Hey everyone, welcome back to the Literally Nothing But Everything podcast with your host, Mike Rispoli. And I just want to thank all of you guys who have been rating the show, who has been liking what I've been putting out. As I've said, this is like a totally new concept to me of even just trying to podcast. So I really do appreciate all of you guys who are listening, following, commenting on what I'm putting out. I actually saw one review from somebody in Apple Podcasts that said that this is the realest podcast that I've listened to in a while. Keep it going. So thank you for that. And honestly, that's my plan. I do. I mean, until otherwise noted, I do plan on continuously putting out pieces of shit episodes <laughs> until we can kind of get things really going here. So I appreciate you for that. And also, I saw another comment that said that this is quickly becoming their favorite show and that they find me pretty quotable. So I appreciate you for that as well. But I mean, guys, it literally costs you nothing to try and rate and follow me to help me grow this show. But it truly does mean a lot to me. So thank you so much for all of your support. Um, and if you guys do have anything you'd like to write in, feel free to email me at lnbemedia at gmail.com. I feel like I should probably put the email at the beginning of the show just in case people aren't actually making it to the full length of the episodes, which is understandable. I'm still trying to work this thing out. Um, I'm also trying to think of some segment ideas that we might be able to do, but um, just even seeing some of these reviews have actually been a really positive start to my 28th year around the sun. Yeah, that's right, guys. I'm actually turning 28 on the 28th. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of a big deal when your birth age and the day of the month that you were born on are the same. Um, I don't personally really care. But what's funny is that in 1996, that was also a leap year. And my dad always likes to tell the story about how he tried to tell the doctors to postpone the birth <laughs> until the next day, because having triplets on the 29th of February would have been like kind of crazy cool. I mean, you're having triplets, which is already kind of rare. And then you're also having triplets on the rarest day of the year. So I don't know um, why they couldn't do that, though, because, I mean, we were a C-section birth. So it wasn't like we were actually pushed out. I kind of more imagine it as like baby soup, <laughs> considering that it was a C-section. So there was like a fully open like womb. So I kind of more imagine as the doctor's just going out and being like, hey, somebody grab the ladle. These kids are coming. <laughs> But as my dad was telling us the story, I actually made the comment that, oh, I think it would have been really cool that we would have been born on the rarest day of the year, considering the 29th only happens every four years. But my sister actually goes, you know, that's really not that rare of a day if it happens every four years. I'm like, all right, but for the fact that it happens one day every four years, that's what makes it rare. Like, even if you want to call it like a limited edition day, I'd still classify it as a rare day in the year. Like, if you had an outdoor cat and it came back every four months, you'd say like, oh, on the rare occasion, it comes back, right? But yet again, I mean, we don't consider elections rare, considering like that happens also every four years. So maybe my sister has a point. But I don't think we think of elections as rare, also considering we have like midterm elections and local elections and things like that. So I don't know. Oh, now he's just being a philosophizer. <laughs> Anybody else seen dodgeball? If you can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. Meanwhile, if that were my ass right now, I'd jump into that traffic like it was a fucking slip and slide. <laughs> I mean, you see what's going on? World wars, civil wars, terrorists, cell phone outages. Oh, my. Uh, can somebody get all these guys in power just to fucking Snickers? Because you're not you when you're hungry. And all these guys are apparently hungry with power. But yeah, so this is my birthday week. Oh, my God, it's your birthday. That's so fun. How are you going to celebrate? You're going to go to a strip club. You're going to go party. I don't plan on doing any of those things. 
And quite frankly, you couldn't catch me dead in a fucking strip club. Um, I personally just don't see the appeal of it. Um, I actually have a few friends who are into the strip club thing. And when I told them that I just didn't get the appeal and I really wasn't into that, one of them just goes, and I quote, do you know what it's like to have some big fake voluptuous titties just smudged up against your face? No. No, I do not. <laughs> but I do know what real ones feel like. And I've had those smushed up against my face for free, <laughs> which is way better because it didn't cost me anything. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, like, where did you go wrong where you need to pay to see somebody naked? Plus, it's not like they're just getting naked for you, right? Like they're getting naked for everyone in there. So it's not like you're the one who's just so special. Oh, I don't go for the girls. I go for the buffet. Yeah, and you also look at fucking Playboy for the articles, right? I mean, you might want to check out some of those roast beef sandwiches, though, if you're in there. <laughs> some of them might be a little tad spoiled, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, you're going for quality roast beef, but end up in a fish market. You want to maybe turn around. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I just never really saw the appeal of going to one. But, hey, if that's your thing, then hats off to you. We all have our vices, right? But, honestly, how desperate does a dude need to be for you to go to a strip club, like honestly, like God forbid you're the one guy alone in there. But for the guys who go as a group, like what's the philosophy with that? Is it like guys who get hard together, stay together? Like that is just a level of friendship that I just do not know if I want to <laughs> actually have with somebody. And I honestly don't even know if I want to understand it. Um, So yeah, I think I'm good. Oh, you guys want to go to the strip club? Cool. I'll go and find something else to do. Thank you very much. And no, I also don't really plan on going out. Um, actually, uh, on Saturday, on the 24th, my friend actually asked me if I wanted to go go-karting with him. So I took up that offer and that was actually a lot of fun. And then I have another friend who lives up in Boston, same one who said the voluptuous titties quote. <laughs> he asked if I wanted to go hang out with him up in Boston uh, this coming weekend. So I will also be taking him up on that offer. So if I'm a little late next week trying to get some of this content out, I do apologize in advance. Um, I just have a few things going on here. But other than that, yeah, no. Um, my birthday's on a Wednesday, so who the hell's going to go and get smashed on a Wednesday? Oh, but with your job, you work from home anyway, so why should it matter? Because the last fucking thing I want to have to do is wake up early all hungover and then stare at a screen. Yeah, those who work from home, we still have to wake up for our jobs. And then to be all dehydrated and just, like, stare at a computer screen and truly force, like, on a headache, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. But also, as of June of last year, just FYI, I actually kind of gave up drinking. Um, like, working at the bar, I felt like I was drinking way too much. And it wasn't like it was becoming, oh, we got to check into an AA problem. But I just felt that physically it was starting to become a little bit problematic for me. Um, I felt like I was just getting really sluggish, I was gaining weight, and now that I'm turning 28, it truly is the case where the closer that you get to 30, I feel like the harder it becomes to drop the weight, and I mean, I fucking kill myself to work out and eat right, and I felt like drinking my calories was honestly just becoming a little bit stupid. Um, I just couldn't seem to lose what I was gaining in the one weekend of binging, so um, I just said one weekend, I went out and I just said, you know what, I'm just not going to drink. And I actually haven't looked back since. Um, like, sure, if something truly spikes my interest, I'll try a sip of something. Like during Thanksgiving, um, one of my sisters had this cranberry wine that I was kind of interested in. 
Um, cause I was like, Hey, I've never had that before. And when the hell else am I ever going to be able to try cranberry wine? Like that just seems like really out of pocket for a wine. Um, so I, I took one sip of it, but I actually haven't ordered a full drink for myself in eight months. And honestly, I feel like it's been a good choice for me. I'm sleeping better. My weight's way more under control and I don't feel nearly as sluggish. But the hard part for me was actually in October. Um, like I don't give a fuck. I am a bitch for fall flavors and pumpkin and I am not ashamed of it. <laughs> My basic bitch ass is obsessed and I love the fall beers. So having to go through the fall was a little bit hard. But I told myself that I wasn't going to drink and I stuck with it and I haven't had any sips since Thanksgiving. And even though I'm going up to Boston this coming weekend, I still don't think I'm going to drink just because honestly, even with how much I was drinking, um it wasn't an AA problem. But I kind of saw that it was maybe going to become one of those problems because it started getting to the point where, um, like, you know how, like, when you go out, you, uh, you have one, but one isn't enough kind of a deal. And it was getting to that kind of a point, And I just wasn't really happy with that. So I just said, you know what? Fuck it. It's just not worth it. We're just going to cut this out. And I've been able to do it. And, you know, I thought it was going to be way harder to stop drinking but it really actually has been quite easy. Like it's truly not something that I miss. Like, I don't know, to me drinking has just become like that toxic X. Like you think it's fine, you think things are gonna change the more you kind of play around with it, but you just keep digging your hole a little bit deeper. And to me it was like the more that I was going back with it, the more of an idiot I kind of felt, not only in the sense of like maybe what I was doing, but just like how I felt about it. So that was kind of my cue to be like, you know what, we need to kind of cut this out of our lives here. And you just got to learn like when to let it go. And I mean, trust me, believe me, I had my fun. Like I remember one Halloween, um, me and one of my friends, we both went as John Belushi from Animal House and we each got like the bottle of Jack Daniels and we finished those bottles. And that was also the last time I drank Jack Daniels because holy shit, Jack Daniels is a horrible whiskey <laughs> in my opinion. And it's not because I puked or anything like it wasn't anything like that. But it was more the fact that just drinking that much Jack, it just goes down like fucking sandpaper. But I just also think that drinking just kind of caught up with my body. Because even when working at the bar, like when I was bouncing, I would still drink. Like I wouldn't leave that bar without having a six pack and a couple shots each of the two nights that I was working. So yeah, it doesn't maybe seem like a lot, but it kind of was a lot considering like the time frame that I was there. And I think my body just kind of told me no. So I actually did the right thing and I listened to my body and I just kind of stopped. Oh, but working at a bar isn't not drinking hard. Like, don't people come up to you? No, not at all. You just say the fucking words. No, <laughs> like no means no. <laughs> um, Honestly, I just order a club soda. So it kind of looks like I have a drink and I still get like the bubbly effect from having something because I gave up soda quite a while ago myself. So... Um, it's just something that I've adopted where I have this mindset now where you don't need it. And um, quite frankly, there's nothing better than being sober at a bar because instead of you being the drunk asshole, you get to see the total loss of brain function from everyone else in the bar. Oh, my God. I mean, one time this girl, she came into the bar with her friend. Um, both of them were underage, so I couldn't let them in regardless. But one of the girls just would not let up. Um, anyone out there who works at a bar, you might already know this, but beware because some of these fakes now are crazy good. And 
like even at the bar that I work at, we have a scanner and um, but even before you scan it, like there's always tells. So this girl hands me her fake and it's a clear fake. So when I deny her access in the bar, her friend just goes, oh, you have a scanner, asshole. Why don't you literally just use that? Thinking like she's all drunk with power, literally. But I let it slide just to appease her and I scan it and it comes up as flagged. So I was already right. And she goes, you're really not going to let her in? It's her birthday tomorrow. I'm like, well, first of all, you called me an asshole and fuck you. Today isn't tomorrow. So go fuck yourself. (laughs) And quite frankly, I really don't know why birthdays are such a big deal. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a triplet, so I always had to share my birthday. But like, in honesty, it's just another day. And quite frankly, I'm perfectly happy with not really doing anything crazy on my birthday. Like a small thing with my friends or my family is more than enough. And of course, it's nice to be taken out or to be celebrated. I mean, who doesn't like that feeling of being special? But I actually celebrate my birthday early now anyways, especially since like my sisters and I live in different areas. So we use President's Day, considering that's always like a three day weekend to get the whole family together. And that's when my parents will take us out to like a nice dinner as a way to celebrate. But my only problem this year was that in January, I got COVID for the first time. Yeah, the first time. I mean, I thought I was going to become like invincible to this fucking thing, to be completely honest. And those who might know me might say that I lost my sense of taste well before I got hit with the vid. But I was worried that my sense of taste and smell wasn't going to come back in time for when my parents took us out to dinner to celebrate. But it actually came back like just in time. And, you know, I thought it was going to become this more eureka type moment of when I got it back. But because it came back so gradually, it wasn't as exciting to get it back but I'm just glad that I've got it back. I mean, you hear about these people who still don't have it months or even years after they got hit with the vid. So I'm just lucky that I got it back at all. Um, And for those of you who say that burning an orange works, it didn't work for me. So use that advice as you want. But let's be honest. I mean, after you hit a certain age, it really does become like a less happy day for your birthday. And it becomes more of like a surprise of, oh shit, (laughs) I made it this far. I mean, haven't you ever talked to somebody who's like 30 years old? Once you hit 30, it's like, holy shit. Oh my God. And God forbid talking to somebody who's above the age of like 75. I mean, my goodness. But to quote one of my favorite bands, The Who, like, I hope I die before I get old. And quite frankly, if anybody has seen what the majority of people go through in old age, it truly does not look fun. Unless you're living in a nursing home, because then apparently it's a lot of fun. Because nursing homes carry more STDs than college campuses. So I don't know what the fuck is going on there. But maybe that's what's like creating all that nursing home smell. (laughs) I mean, you got to wonder if it's the same smell as a strip club. (laughs) But since it falls on the topic, yes, this also does mean that I'm a Pisces. And I could give two shreds of a shit about any of that stuff. I mean, honest to God, who do you think you are thinking you're going to find the answers in life by following these imaginary stars? The only people who I know of that followed stars were the wise men in the Bible and slaves. And it was both so they could find a location. It was to find a literal place that they could go to. It wasn't about some made up mumbo jumbo bullshit about trying to find a place in your life that you think you're gonna find based on where the stars are aligning and all that bullshit. But no, instead of actually trying to find real direction in your life, you're just allowing some random person to tell you where they think you're gonna go. And of course, whatever they tell you is all gonna be positive because they want more money and want you to keep coming back. I always would get this on a dating app. Oh, you're a Pisces? I don't do well with Pisces. You don't even fucking know me. Like, first of all, dating apps suck because there's already this preconceived notion of dating someone without even actually getting to know them. 
And then it's like you're just automatically going into this idea of a relationship thinking it's going to fail just because of this bullshit reason of not aligning with somebody based on their fucking star sign. Like the amount of times I hear somebody dating somebody and they're just like, oh, well, we broke up because, well, I'm a cancer and they're an Aquarius and we all just know that those don't fucking mix. Bitch, please. Maybe you actually were the cancer. Did you ever think of that? (laughs) I mean... Did you ever look at the relationship as a whole? Like, was the communication bad? Was the sex not that good? But I mean, if you're out here in a relationship with bad sex, that's on you. I mean, given where we are in society nowadays, don't you test drive the car before you buy it? (laughs) And it's so funny because people will tell me that I tend to jump in too quickly when it comes to like the physical aspect of relationships, as if that's why they all fail. Because believe me, there's plenty more wrong with me. But what I'm actually doing is just trying to verify the lease to see if it's going to be a good future investment or not. But what's really funny to me, though, is all those people who actually celebrate like their whole birthday weeks or those totally crazy people that celebrate their whole month. Like you do realize that you share your birthday with thousands of other people, right? Like you truly are not that special. Oh, but you have a one in 400 trillion chance of being born. Yeah, well, you also have a one in 292 million chance of winning the lottery. And I can pretty much guarantee that if you won the lottery, that day would be a much happier day than any birthday that you've ever fucking celebrated. So no, you do not need a whole week or God forbid, a whole month to celebrate a day just for you. I mean, who the hell do you think you are? Jesus? What? Just because we go into the whole month of December with anticipation for Christmas, you think that you're that special too? But like, we don't even really get excited for Christmas for the right reasons. Leave it to corporations to evoke one of the deadly sins of greed to have Christmas become such a commercialized holiday to the point that we forget the true meaning behind it and what the biblical importance of the holiday actually is. Celebrating your birthday for the whole month is fucking stupid. And you do it just because you want to make yourself seem more important and have that like all about me attitude. I hope you plan your fucking birthday month and then on your actual birthday, nobody shows up. Oh, is today your actual birthday? But we already celebrated it for two weeks in a row. I'm sorry that I forgot. (laughs) Look, I understand that birthdays are important. It is your birthday after all. Like, without that day, you wouldn't be here. But some of you guys just need to fucking relax out there. Like, people who celebrate their birthdays like crazy are just the definition of attention seekers. Oh, well, you're doing a podcast. Isn't that a way to gain attention? (laughs) Attention from who? I'm not breaking any barriers here. No blue check marks next to my name. (laughs) But you know what I am noticing? I'm noticing that this only becomes more prominent with like younger generations. And I think it's because people just tend to become more and more entitled to shit with every new generation. Now, this could also be that I live in a wealthy town, but some of the entitlement that I see is just absolutely crazy. I mean, oh my God, I went to church over the weekend and you know how they do that collection basket? Well, I guess the guy skipped over this one lady and she just goes excuse me like oh my god it was just an accident he didn't purposely ignore you and plus it's not like they don't come around again (laughs) to get the stragglers but you know where i really see it is really with like the younger kids who tend to come into the bar that i work at and i mean everybody who works in a bar they know that thanksgiving week the bars are absolutely crazy the night before thanksgiving but the bar that i work at is small And we're only allowed like 70 people in there due to like fire code standard. And I actually had a line out the door when I was bouncing and I had to treat it more like a club. But later in the night, these two fucking meathead kids try to get by. But I say, hey, we're full. Maybe try a little bit later. And they were like, nah, fuck that. That's our friend. We're going to go in anyways. And he puts his shoulder down and pushes by me. So now I'm pissed. 
And I just grab them by the back of their sweatshirts and I hauled their asses out. Oh, why you got to be like that, man? That's unnecessary. No, it's not. I tried being nice and you literally just pushed the boundary. It's not unnecessary for me to have to do what I have to to follow the rules of the establishment just because two arrogant pricks think that they can just do whatever they want. I mean, the audacity of some of these people, like they have just never been told the words no. Like you pushed by me. What did you think was going to fucking happen? But, you know, I really think that this all about me attitude and astrology tend to go hand in hand. Now, I'm not saying that there's no truth in what is said when it comes to some of the personality things of like what astrology says. And I would honestly love to know how they gained some of this information. But I actually had to look up what a Pisces was. And I actually did find some of it to be kind of true with me, like in my personality. But I can't tell if that's more like coincidental. But what I do know is that astrology's main purpose is to just try and factualize your own personality and put a reason behind what you do and why you're doing certain things as a way to generate some sort of reasoning that doesn't involve accountability for your actual own actions. And it's honestly hilarious because I was looking into this and according to Psychology Today, like in one of the articles that I found, it said, and I quote, belief in astrology was positively correlated with believing that it is scientific higher openness to experience, agreeableness, and narcissism, and lower intelligence. (laughs) Now, I dug a little bit deeper on this issue, and again, in the Science Direct article that I read, it said, and I quote again, since astrological predictions and horoscopes tend to be positively framed, this reinforces grandiose feelings and thus might appeal even more to narcissists. Note that narcissistic traits correlated with the belief that astrology is supported by science which leads to a speculation that narcissists may be generally more fact-resistant. So let's look at like everything that I just said. Considering the fact that narcissism is actually associated with a grandiose sense of self and belief in one's superiority to others, it essentially means that everybody who believes in astrology are just narcissists and that they just want to hear what they want to hear and don't want to be told that their choices in life are bad and that they're just better than you based on the way that their stars align. Oh my God. And the fact that people also think that they have special gifts due to their sign is just absolutely nuts to me. Like just because you're in Aries, it doesn't actually mean that you have unstoppable courage because what if you're just a puss bag? Like courage is something that we're all born with. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to utilize it or not. Like everything in life, I think kind of comes down to like a mentality that you have. Like I have a mentality with working out. Like, as I said previously, I was a fat kid and I had to make strides to change that. Or now, even when it comes to drinking, like everything is just about a mindset. Like you have to overcome some of the temptations in life in order to grow stronger. And there are times where like you don't feel like working out. I mean, hell, COVID really threw me off and I'm still trying to find a rhythm to get back into the groove of working out and regaining my six pack. But there's other times where I'm just like, ugh, a beer would just be so nice right now. But it's a mindset that you have to have to persevere through those feelings. But when you believe in something like astrology, that only enhances your temptations and leads you to believing in what you want to believe. You really aren't doing yourself any favors. And the fact is, you're only feeding your narcissistic behavior and this like grandiose sense of entitlement that you think you have. But the reality is, the world does not fucking just revolve around you. You are not truly that important. You're not out here truly breaking barriers just because you think, oh, my star says this. No, fuck you. Whatever astrological sign that you are, that is not the fucking star that the earth revolves around. And you know what's hysterical to me is actually the people who are like, oh, I don't necessarily believe in this, but what's your sign? Well, if you don't fucking believe in it, then why do you care what my sign is?
And you know what? That actually happened to me with the last girl that I dated. And of course, it ended up terribly because she was a total narcissist and she believed in that stuff. And she even said, oh, I'm a Pisces too. And Pisces and Pisces don't really mix well. It always ends up in disaster. But you know what? I feel like she went into that relationship already thinking it was going to end in disaster. I mean, that was a toxic relationship to begin with where it was on and off again. We only dated twice. But oh my God, the second time, the big breaking point for her that time, the second go around was when she said, oh, I want to go out for drinks. And I was like, oh, well, do you also want to order apps? And that was what set her over the edge. And that was what she used as her way to break up with me saying, oh, you always change the plans. I don't fucking change the plans at all. Just because we didn't do exactly what you wanted to do. Like I just made a suggestion. Ugh, there is so much more about that relationship that I could go into. But for right now, I'll leave you guys on that note. Thank you again to everybody who's helping to support me. Um, Please leave me a five-star rating. Maybe give me a review. Share this with a friend. And if you have anything that you'd like to write in, please be sure to email me at lnbemedia at gmail.com. All right, guys. I'll catch up with you next week.